Great day, amazing subscribers. How are you doing today? Thank you for joining us to one more amazing interview here at Lucia Gabriela TV, the place to be where we kind of explore and learn everything that we need to know about love, relationships, sensuality, sexuality, intimacy, and living in our life purpose and passion. But today we have an amazing and incredible uh, couple, not just one, but we have two, and uh -huh. which, <laughs> which make it more delicious and exciting because uh, we kind of like, it is nice to interview couples that they have like uh, this amazing journey of being together and they have a different perspective. So it's just amazing to interview couples. I'm so excited for them. So today we have Dr. Heike and Dr. Um, and Jonathan Hudson. So let me just tell you a little bit about them and then we introduce you to you guys and then we can start with this amazing topic. So Dr. Heike and Jonathan Hudson have committed their lives to creating a new paradigm of relationship and sexuality. This couple is passionate about uh, throwing updated concepts overboard and create new working systems. They are striving to be a living example of what a deep loving and conscious relationship can look like. Heike and Jonathan's passion is to guide and educate men and women in releasing anything that is in the way of experiencing the closeness and depth we all desire in relationship. What they have named it's extraordinary living in the modern and healthy blueprint to live and a truly turn on, turn on, like in and outside the bedroom without the past experience of pain and trauma or trauma. As San Diego prominent sex educators and somatic sex sexual healers, Dr. Heike and Jonathan are the creators of Sex and Love Unplugged Meetup Group and the pleasure and purpose healing system used in their signature program for men and women. So welcome to a show. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for saying yes to this invitation and for being here today uh, to share with our community um, how to really be living a delicious, sexy relationship. So if you, if you want to start um, diving into the topic, let's just do it. <laughs> okay, right, Sounds let's good. go. <laughs> well, originally you reached out to me um, around the masculine. You know, what is, what is the conscious masculine today? And especially how can both men embrace that and step into it, but also what can women do to support their men to step more into that role. So I think first we would probably like to talk about um, energies. I mean, is that kind of where it begins? That's your forte. Yeah, I mean, everything is energy, right? <laughs> I think everyone agrees nowadays to it, and um, the masculine feminine is really the dance that we have within ourselves first, and then also within the relationship. Mm -hmm. and, and it kind of plays out anywhere and everywhere how we experience ourselves as well as our partners, as well as our sexuality. So it's definitely the number one step. And, and you and I have already spoken about this. Uh, this I, I, I'm writing a book called The Conscious Cock, and one of its main themes is that, especially in the new age or conscious community, whatever you, whatever you want to call that, that loose tribe, there seems to have been a dynamic where men have sort of lost their balls. They've lost that masculine, primal energy that is every bit of part of a man and our aim is to bring that back 
to show that a man can be very heart-centered, very conscious, very conscious of the planet, of his relationships, of women, of caring for women, of caring for his fellow man in his balls. That's really one of my fortes around this whole masculine-feminine dance that we call it. And so even one of the things I struggled with you know, up, about, up until about five years ago was, was being a very heart-centered man. I never wanted to, to hurt a woman. So I, I kind of suppressed that, that desire, especially in the bedroom, to bring it, to be that wild, that wild animal. Because I never felt it was safe. I felt like that. Are you, like, uh-oh, where'd you go? Are you still there? There you are. I had a little cutoff there. And uh, Heike really helped bring that out. So why don't you tell people how you did that with me? Well, it starts with what you shared with the masculine and, and the challenges that men have. Um, I see it on the other side as women. We're just starting to realize that pleasure is our daily food. And um, for women to really embracing, again, their bodies, their sensuality, their sexuality, and making life a lot more, again, about pleasure. And so a woman needs to know herself, too, and, and drop into that. So we're talking about men regaining their balls. Um, I can say for women, it's to really remember their source, which is their yonis, their pussies. I just, you know, this weekend was full of that um, from women marching all over the world um, to reclaiming themselves and their rights and their sexuality and their bodies. Um, as well as um, me going to Mama Gina's event in New York where thousands of women gathered to just really dropping fully back into pleasure. Mm -hmm. Your turn. <laughs> I'm like, I have to mute myself every time that you guys speak. So I had to be technical because otherwise you get an echo. So I just wanna express that. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. The aspect of women coming together and reclaim our sensuality and our sexuality and uh, pleasure is beautiful. And I love, you know, that also Jonathan talks about men coming together, you know, the work that you're doing and coming together to reclaim uh, their cock, you know, reclaim the power in there. Why, um, you got a little cut out in that, so do you want to explain why is that so important for men to really tune into their, their body and be more, like, more connected? Why is that so important for men and their masculinity? Well, as I shared, I think it, it was an unintentional consequence of the feminist movement years ago. Now, I always say, and I want to be clear, I am a feminist. I'm all about bringing women up and equal rights. But I think it was never intended to be this way, but men got shame for their sexuality, shame for what we call the shadow masculine, which is what you see in Trump, which is what you see in patriarchy, the masculine that has hurt women and tortured women and, and killed women for eons. And a lot of us, you know, in that we are never going to do that again, we shut down that part of us that we whether through our own programming as children or from hearing women or hearing the news, we're like, okay, that's a part of us that's bad. That's what we call the shadow. And so we shut it down. And what we ended up with are a lot of men, not certainly not every man, but a, a lot of men who ended up being very feminine and soft, soft, soft in all departments. And 
because they disconnected from their cock, so to speak, and they, and they show up to you as your girlfriend and or looking for mommy that they had issues with and never got mommy love, right? A lot of, li most of the men we work with, every, every single one actually, has real issues with what happened when they were young, either from their mom or their dad, but especially their mom. And they show up in life to women subconsciously looking for mommy. And so clearing that out and getting the junk out of the body, as you, you know as a, somatic, as a somatic body worker yourself, healing those old aspects up of the little boy and getting him loved up is one of the things that really helps a man step into his full masculine and not, not be scared of it. To know, the way we teach it is that we unleash the wild beast in a man, but the king, the, the heart-centered man, is the one that has control over what that beast does. And I think that's a reversal from the way of society now when we have so many unconscious men just running around in this wild sexual, I can grab your pussy any time I want to, I can do whatever I want to to you because you're a woman. That's where that comes from. And so it's, a, it's really finding, okay, we pushed the envelope all the way over to the other side here, and we showed up as women, in my opinion. And to come back into the masculine, because ultimately, that is, at least I hear from all of our women clients, that's what, that's what a woman wants. She wants a lover. She doesn't want to be mom. She doesn't want to be coach. She doesn't want to be a life coach. I mean, sometimes Heike certainly calls me out on some things and I think that's the beauty of, of the relationship is that she calls out my masculine every day good or bad and and says hey this is something to look at let's let's work on this and I really admire her for that and and we do um, don't get me wrong we do love the soft tender mm -hmm. man who I am tender is very <laughs> who is very conscious <laughs> Um, and 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 is that gentleman and and the conscious man it's just like the balance of it yeah. the energy of that because we also want to know as a woman that he can hold the space he can take the lead he can take control so that we actually get to give up our need to control and to just always have the reins and um, but it takes trust so on the other hand, for women, it's really looking at how we grew up in terms of what did our dad represent for us mm -hmm. um, regarding the masculine. It's really our first man as, as women, right? And then also our ex-partners. And a lot of times um, we don't trust men anymore. And to really go there and start cleaning that up um, so that we can say, okay, here you go. Um, you take the lead now. I can surrender. I trust you. So trust is a big, big word for women. Um, and then and we like, can open up and, and also then say, okay, bring it. Now I want more of that uh, energy and, and being taken because the, the clients, the, the female clients we have on the table, it is that part too that they're craving to just say, take me so I can fully surrender. Mm -hmm. um, you show up fully as the man and I can drop into my feminine and receive. And that's really hard to, to do for a lot of women, is to trust, like you say, to trust men. And you end up with basically two men dancing on a dance floor. You, you can't have two, you, you're, I'm sure you're a dancer, you're Latin. <laughs> if you don't trust your man to hold that space, to hold where you're gonna go next, it's like you gotta kinda take over. And what happens? It's like, it's chaos. 
And that works the same way in relationships. Now, that doesn't mean that I cannot very easily drop into my feminine sometimes when I want to, but it's the ability to be able to move back and forth between those that I think is so important. It's a dance. Yeah, what I love is the, um, the fact that, um, like you said, the ability to dance between the feminine and the masculine and, and not just be too streamed or too hardcore or just one thing. Oh, I'm just going to be feminine because I'm in a feminine, you know, female body or something like that. But allow ourselves to just dance with it. And that's, that's the beautiful experience of of the relationship itself because a relationship, right? Like Tony Robbins said, a relationship maximizes your emotions. So the relationship also helps us to maximize, you know, our dance between a feminine and a masculine. And I have a question to you. So what if you're in a relationship uh, with someone, uh, with your partner, let's say he's a male, and, you know, still too afraid to be on his cock, or, or maybe he's not taking enough action to be in his, in his masculinity, and even if he is working on his trying on it, he's trying to get there, it's still, it's still not there. I understand that we got to, we have to meet our partners where they are. But how can a woman deal with that? The the first thing is really for the woman to be able to drop into her feminine. Mm -hmm. So that you know that this this whole balance of. You know, we usually are when we are in neutral space, we have 51% as women, the feminine ideally, and 49% of the masculine. And the opposite is with men. So for women, it's it's the first step to bring out the masculine in in their partner is to really drop into the feminine and to take a, to, to, you know, hand over the lead. Um, and then there's a big thing that the masculine strives on is really acknowledgement mm -hmm. and you know to really point out his strength it's really it starts even with the words to to admire his masculine his muscles his his strength and his um protector mode and his, <laughs> and his hero <laughs> I love his, his hero, <laughs> right i mean all men want to be heroes yes so it's exactly. for us to build men up and what we find in relationships over and over that there's way too much criticism going on yeah. and I we have this rule of 80% is acknowledgement and praise and 20% criticism if you constantly nag on your man even saying you're not in your masculine and, and you you know you don't do things right or you don't show up enough here it's not gonna happen it's like finding those little moments where he actually is in it and to really acknowledge that. It's the positive reinforcement, right? Where you really go into, oh, I, I really love how you just did that or how you said that. That's sexy. That's That was so masculine. That was so strong. And he will go for more. It's the And then there's the permission, the spoken and unspoken invitation, permission invitation. and invitation then to really say, come on, show me. <laughs> right? Really show me show me more of that that was so beautiful but it's really like it starts with a compliment and acknowledgement of what is there so many women are well not women we all like to focus on what's not there 
and what's wrong. And I hear women over and over, well, men are not masculine. Men, you can't trust them. Men don't show up and there's no good men out there. That's what you're going to get because there are good men out there. There's a lot of good men out there. And you, you just really focus on the good and you bring it out and you voice it. Amen. Yeah, the invitation to me was, was really the, the, one of the huge parts. And another one is the somatic healing. Like, like I said, healing up a man's little boy that he's probably so often never got in touch with, but that is the little pouty purveyor of so many of these problems that show up in life. Getting rid of old relationship patterns and hurts and pains. We worked with a, an NFL player um, big, big, 300-pound guy. We, he couldn't even go on the table. We had to put him on the floor. <laughs> and uh, he, his, his went all the way back when he was in college, and his first girlfriend left him. And at the, at the time we met him, he was going through a divorce. He was getting ready to move out. He didn't know what was wrong with his life. And it turned out that when this girlfriend left him, he got so angry that he went from being a nobody in college to an All-American and to, and to getting straight into the NFL and didn't realize until he got with us that his whole life had been built on that anger of one relationship. And he was terrified to let that anger go. But once he did, his whole life opened up. His marriage was saved. His kids were saved. It was, so it's really about what, what is going on internally that you're not aware of as well. Which is a great point, too, that men are afraid and women are afraid of men access and let out their anger yeah and to find a place where that's possible for them rather than suppressing it so that doesn't mean in a relationship we throw stuff at each other it means <laughs> we wrestle though it, we do <laughs> it means like finding the place for men where they can release it whether it's by themselves whether it's with a practitioner um or really making an agreement um, within a relationship where women are not afraid for him to explode, but not against her. It goes not you know, towards her rather than, than out. And, and so he can actually get into his passion and his fire again as well. Um, we all carry anger. It's just societally not allowed. And yes, it's not for hurting others rather than finding a way for men to express it. And so obviously our table is one of the one of the ways, down in the basement is one of the ways, a punching bag is one of the sure. ways, um, like a martial arts class, um, kickboxing is one of the ways, but to really get this energy moving, because that's what we find too in these heart-centered men that are not in touch with their balls is they've suppressed their anger, so that's not the solution. It needs to come out, but it needs a safe container to do so. And I actually use masturbation for that. Um, at least once a week, I will make a lot of noise during my orgasm, and that it, it's intended to take everything that's built up over the week, and this is, this is kind of an energy practice, but I take any frustration or anger or just whatever that is built up in me, and I let that just roar out of me like a Braveheart cry. My neighbors by now probably think I've been killed a hundred times. Or <laughs> <laughs> <Not> me. <laughs> They're used to it by now with the work we do. But that really helps me. And I can feel it afterwards how my body has moved that stuck energy out. I, I love the fact that you mentioned it, um, 
I love everything. <laughs> and I love the conversation. And I love the fact that you mentioned that through uh, having an orgasmic experience, you also allow yourself to release any kind of trap emotions. And I practice that myself. Like, I call it the orgasmic shower. I'm like, you know, the shower. And right there is, is where a lot of my doubt and fears i process a lot of, of of what is what is coming up to the surface in my day or in my week and yes and i can say uh for women pleasure is uh daily food so <laughs> we make sure that it's daily <laughs> it is yeah you have to make sure it's daily we eat and breathe <laughs> all day long right so it's really what keeps us going and turned on yes and so some of the some of our audience is um they're just starting in this path and some of them are a little more advanced and you know have more deeper questions um so for the women who are just starting to recognize the feminine and the masculine and and working with it and they are in a relationship with a man who is not in his masculine and they they're craving that energy for the men uh you recommend uh for the women to step more into the feminine, to step more in into their sensuality, their sexuality, to also have invitations, um, and hold the sacred container for the men to release the you know the the motions. Um, but there's a level that you know women who are just starting in this journey. Uh, there is there is like different platform because they cannot be the healers and they cannot be the coaches and they cannot be that you know we can all only hold the sacred container for a man with boundaries around and with real communication what is allowed what is not allowed to hold that for them to express their emotions and the, the fears and the frustration and the anger um and that could help like i i can see that could help but there's another uh, another area another group of women who are well into the feminine who are very conscious and very aware and they're working with the feminine energy in a deeper level and dancing with the masculine and recognizing and they're still in relationship where the masculine the men in the relationship is not stepping up and they're still um they're not asking they are inviting and then they're still at the same time there's nothing going on and because I have, you know, elite women circles in the community and women circles and women always reach out to me. And when we working with working with the goddess energy and with the feminine energy, in the red tent, you know, are women who are already doing their work mm -hmm. and they are creating the space for the partners and the partners are not stepping into yet. And it is becoming frustrating, and that because I have been there relating, I can relate very well, and I can speak for this group of women that you know what else can be done. Like if you being in your feminine and you being very inviting and you being very respectful, your knowledge that knowledge man is always there, and you you there and still not there. The the man is still not there. The man is still holding back and the energy is trying and it's still not there what can these women do what else can be done it's an answer for two different groups for for women that are single they need to change where they're fishing because you don't catch marlin in a lake 
You need to go to where the conscious men who are doing their work are. And that leads me to point number two. For women in relationships, I think it is their responsibility and duty to call their men out and, and say, hey, I'm doing my work. You need to be doing your work. And that can be said in ways that perhaps are more gentle. But I know a lot of women who have sent their, sent their men to Mankind Project, for example. You know, their, their Warrior Weekend, which was life transforming. To, be in, to, to, to ask your man to join a men's group, a men's group that, that focuses on doing masculine things, whether it's a meetup or a circle or, or whatever. To make sure that your men spend time in nature, to make sure that, you're, that your men have alone time, that, that the unconsciousness is called out. I mean, if, if your man is going every weekend and just getting drunk, you know, watching football, you know, once in a while, that's okay. But if it's a constant pattern, that needs to be said, hey, when I first met Heike, she, I thought I was perfectly fine with my whole life. And she said, listen, if you're going to date me, Diet Coke, Fox food, and whatever is out. And I was like, well, I, I want to I keep sleeping with this one. So I threw it all away. But I wasn't at the time aware of my dietary choices and how much they were even affecting her. So... A woman has a responsibility not just to criticize the man, but rather to shift that and say our relationship could be so much better if you would look at maybe doing some of these men's groups or programs or books or audio. Well, it's, it's really holding our partner, men or women, in, in their highest self. Yeah. Right? And it is not about criticizing rather than bringing out the best in each other. That's a huge part of why we have relationships right it's it's just the, the constant grow for better and more and it does take two to show up and it's not even so much about um working on the relationship right. rather than both bringing out the best in each other um for each other um just because i want this for myself i i want to um to to unfold more and more into my highest potential and so there's and, and so does Jonathan so there's an agreement of using the relationship to grow and you know the truth or the bottom line is some men or women are just not willing to do that right. and, and then there is a decision time but I totally agree with Jonathan as much as women are starting to gather in circles men need to do that too Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't all fall into the relationship women have conversations that are not meant to have with a male partner because they can't yeah, relate like a, and they like don't want to be, they don't want to be bothered by certain <laughs> subjects and, and for men too like we can't give them what other men because men need to call each other out yeah and and that's been done in community and that's what Jonathan says with mankind or or all these different organizations that are out there today where men can gather and do men stuff. So um, not everything or not even half of it is what we as women are supposed to bring out in a man. For us, it's really dropping into the feminine, being the seductress, being being in our sexual selves and, um, and kind of, you know, teasing bringing him in and making him rise because he wants to not because even we want to. it's an invitation so the more I drop into this right <laughs> the more he can go <laughs> and and just you know it's it's knowing yourself to me you said you have women on different you know 
levels or consciousness of their journey. And um, to me, the, the self-knowledge as a woman, the, the, the self-exploration of the feminine, our pleasure, what brings us pleasure, um, the exploration of our sexuality, the, the fully embracing our bodies and our pussies, um, which is to me like the main guidance system, um, that itself can bring out so much in a man. And these should be first date conversations. I mean, we are all about authentic communication, authentic relating. For women who are going out in the dating scene, this is the kind of stuff that's discussed right away because you need to be clear on what you want. Do you want to be married? Do you want to have kids? Do you just want a sex partner? Those are all wonderful things. Instead of playing the game of being somebody you're not, hopeful to just catch a, catch a wide net and get whatever you can, but to right away in the first couple of days, put it on the table. It's like, what are you doing in the self-growth department? And to see and to be looking for a man that is aware of the necessity to do his internal work. Yeah, it's really, I wish every first date would have the subject of what is your purpose of this relationship, if we have one. What are you looking for? And who are you? And, and to show up fully authentic, whether you know, you're in this, I, I want a family, I want kids, I'm really looking for my life partner, this is what I'm looking for. Or I'm looking for a one night stand, um, I just want to have fun tonight um, and see where this goes, but ultimately. That's where you put me when you met me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so this, <laughs> this is really what would happen if at the first date we would put all our cards on the table and, and in the old paradigm of relationship, that's not being taught right you kind of don't say right away oh you want you're looking for the man or the woman of your life um but wouldn't it be cool if we could do that we would save so much time and heartache because we show up as oh yeah i'm, I'm cool and and let's see where this goes but we do have our ultimate goals you know for myself i had my children and my marriage and everything i was done with that so um meeting with a guy newly that would want to have a family and kids it, it wouldn't be mine so yes we can have fun then we can find something there to say okay we can just be together as friends or we can be together as lovers but hey this is not the ultimate goal that i'm looking for so showing up as we are with really what we're seeing and consciousness health or whatever is is important to us to to really bring it out right away and how, and much, how much, much? Wait, wait how, how much, much of that? Yeah, good. <laughs> and how much of that will be um, too much? Because I'm hearing, I, I'm listening, and at the same time, I'm thinking myself. You know, if I have done that in the past, it would have been incredible. But at the same time, it would have been scary. You know, like come up to, uh, um, you know, come up, coming up to a dating us. Uh, interaction and then you share so much of yourself but also um how much is too much and 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 how much is too overwhelming how much of that need to be done in sequence because you cannot just bombard somebody with i want this and like this 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 this, this and you just bomb what like the other person's too overwhelmed they don't even know and just scare them a lot of people will be saying that I don't think that there is a too much. It's not about whining. It's not about having this huge laundry list. It's about our values. 
and that's like a big one to really after this call if you're single to go to, to go home and journal about your values what is really the things that are so important in your relationship maybe starting with a conscious man who does his work or maybe it's starting with yes I want kids or it's not like you know we take 30 minutes to explain what we all want no um, but it's a very it's, short conversation to, to me the most important thing in life with any kind of relationship even a business relationship is like what are my values like what is really important for me and it's not even so much what it's gonna look like it's more about what it's gonna feel like in other words when I met when I when I met Heike she was the one that was very clear we, we, we were both coming out of very damaging marriages and we were like we are never doing this relationship thing again and when I met her, she was very clear. She's like, I, the only box I'm going to put you in is the lover box. That was an empty one. Yeah, it had just, <laughs> it had just gotten empty. <laughs> and she didn't want me as her like coffee partner or hangout partner or couples. It took, I had those. It took us like months <laughs> until we went and actually had a couples Sunday. Because she's like, we're not doing couples shit. You are my lover. That's it. But as a conscious man, I loved having clarity Yeah. right from the get-go. Yeah. Because I could decide, is this what I want or this or is this not what I want? So it was a very short conversation, only a minute. But it was the clarity. It was the authenticity. And I hear what you're saying. You don't want to overwhelm somebody with it. But as a conscious man, it's a fucking turn on to me when I see your truth. Because I can read right through the bullshit. I can read right through the masks. And most conscious men can. I can feel your truth. And so if you're really looking for and more importantly, if you want to be seen by a truly conscious stud, it is important that you show up in your full authentic self. Because we can see it. I'm taking notes. Like, I have four pages of notes. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody know watching Lucia Gabriela TV that the place to be if you want to learn everything about love, sensuality, sexuality, and all that stuff, you got to take notes. So I'm like, I'm listening, I'm taking notes, I'm listening, I'm taking notes. So, so don't be and afraid know, that I'm, I'm quiet. And I know it's scary, but that's the, that's the fun in it. It's like, okay, if you've been doing it a certain way for all these years and it's not working, of course something new or different is going to feel scary. But scary is where the growth is. Scary is where the beauty is. You know, we always say fear is the only thing that gets smaller as you run towards it. Try something new. Try something different. Be yourself. Drop the mask, and you'll be amazed what's on the other side of that rainbow. And obviously, we were both adamant about loving our singles life, which is actually <laughs> the best uh, prerequisite to finding the one when yeah. you're so happy and in love with yourself and your life that you don't need a partner to feel any better um, and as you know the end of the story is meeting and we don't do relationships <laughs> um, again. to then really it, it got just closer and closer but there was no pressure meaning we could both show up completely authentic we had nothing to lose we didn't have to put up a show so he would stay with me or the other way around we didn't yeah. have to impress the other one we would just show up um, which is another thing for first dates to just show up as who you are um, it's almost like don't do that extra makeup don't do that extra clothing just 
just really show up here this is this is who I am and what you see is what you get because whatever masks we put on and whatever stories we tell or don't tell they will come out eventually and then we're so entangled already that it's hard to untangle again and again it causes a lot of heartbreak and so for us it was um, just one night together turned into two to three to four and we became more <laughs> inseparable he did go into the lunch box like my my men that I had for just coffee dates he he drew up like pushed out the other ones and he he just got into more and more of my boxes um, until we said okay if we really are gonna do this then it needs to be different yeah and, and this is this is why it has become our passion to teach others about that and to coach others about that um, to really be conscious about every step that you're taking is this a step that comes from within and, and feels right for me or it's something that society tells us this is how relations like this, you know the whole thing too if you have your first date when can you call back when can you really have sex like we have all these rules of whatever it is I mean our first date ended straight in the bedroom um, <laughs> that wasn't planned but it was like the unavoidable um, and, and to be clear listen it's not all rainbows and butterflies we have an, we have a magical relationship but like any other couple we live together and work together we are together 24 7 of course we are going to get under each other's skin once in a while it's just natural but it's when each partner understands how to communicate when not to communicate that's kind of the big one like when you're when the pain body is firing it is time for you to walk away and we do that very well with each other I will neither one of us will have a conversation with the other when the other is upset it's it's pointless and so we just walk away and we respect that with each other understanding your triggers that your triggers belong to you nobody else if she triggers me it's nothing she's done in fact I'm while not happy in the moment when I'm the next day or a couple hours later I'm very grateful that she triggered me because that shows me shit I have inside that I still need to work on that I still need to clean up it's not her fault and so much in relationships there's so much fighting and blaming each other and when really what's going on inside the body is just pain that pain or first the first step is if we can recognize the pain and like Heike says you start with the journaling you start with the the precepts of where of where are my triggers you know how come I got upset when she said you know you you never close your drawers where did that trigger come from it had nothing to do with her saying that so only go yeah, all the way to source it was my thing going back a long time ago to my stepfather who used to criticize every little thing I did he was a military nut and that was the root of it and it still is the root of it and so to look at where are my programs, what's firing, because as soon as we realize them and we bring light to them, that's the first step to being able to move on and get, and get past them. Yeah, so if there would be only the understanding for couples that relationships are really not something to work on a relationship rather than the best mm -hmm. spiritual growth self-help crash course you can ever yeah. have, by you know having these reflections going on, this this constant bouncing back and forth, and and to learning a lot more about myself through the other, um, and it's not just in the daily relating; it goes all the way into the bedroom. Then 
relationships and sexuality becomes your highest spiritual practice Amen. and personal self-growth. And that's, to me, actually what relationships are for. Yeah, the growth. It's not the happily ever after, which is, you know, another big pressure we put on ourselves to to say, okay, we're going to love now. We're going to be in this until, until, I die. Yeah, until <laughs> death us apart. And, um, and we give promises of the, yeah, until the, until my last breath. And sometimes we have outgrown it. Sometimes we have used and, and learned everything in a relationship mm -hmm. to then say, okay, I'm, I'm ready for, different the next level the next layers that i can uncover for myself through someone else and like e even though we are married it's a promise it's a question we ask each other almost every morning do you want to be with me today do you love me, you today? Love me today and the the kind of you know joke that we have with each other is yeah i'll, I'll give you today and probably tomorrow but no promises for next week <laughs> Yeah, but we're serious about it because I don't believe that in, in, in that anyone should should stay in a relationship that has just died or has gotten stale or one person grew as you say and the other one didn't and it's just miserable just because you said you stood in front of a priest and said I'll be here until you die I I, I just I don't think that that is the, the the what we call the new paradigm way of or a conscious relationship model anymore. No, there is obviously when times get rough absolutely um, not the thing to just run away absolutely it's like what's in there for me well what else is in here for me and um like jonathan said earlier with triggers it is that at least 50 percent of responsibility within whatever happens to say what is my share um let me look at this because it's not about changing him and then eventually you might find, as, as you unfold, you might find, oh, okay, um, now we're just really, you know, not a match anymore. And then that's okay. Um, but there's lots of times, too, where we, too, said, oh, I want to run. But just bringing that out. Is yeah, that's true. You know, it's I, just, I just want to run away from it. Um, <laughs> I don't want to feel pain. I don't want to have drama. I had drama in my last marriage, and I'm not going to ever going to go there again. But then seeing if you bring the consciousness to it and the willingness for both people to look inside, um, then it's the most beautiful way to grow. And the, a lot of the core of that is really back to authentic communication. One of our best meetups is called How to Ask for What You Want in and Outside the Bedroom. Because so many of us, out of fear of being abandoned or fear that the other's going to leave us judgment. or fear of judgment, we don't say what we really want. I mean, if you if you want to have a threesome, ask for it. You may get a no, fine, but it's better than swallowing it inside and then never expressing it. And more importantly, those little swallowing things start to add up over time. You swallow your truth, you swallow your truth, you swallow your truth again out of fear, and all of those start to become like a cancer inside. And over the course of years, build up a resentment against your partner because, and this happens so many times too, we, when we go back to talking about criticizing or wanting to change your partner, what you end up doing in a couple years, whether it's two years or 10 years, is you have completely changed the person you met. So the person you met and you were attracted to, and you're like, woohoo, this person's freaking amazing, he's perfect for me, 
because of all the little criticizing and all the things he had to do to change, not only is he unhappy, but now you've created a man or a woman that is not the person you met. And you're wondering, why don't I like you anymore? Yeah, plus all the facades that we kept up and the good looking good at the first date that eventually, you know, we can't hold it. <laughs> it's true. We, we can only hold it for a certain amount of time. I love your kids. <laughs> I love your, your interaction. You're so like, mm, yummy. Uh, <laughs> well, I've just been gone for five years. Yeah, days I can't too, get enough so. of her now. She's been gone. For <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, like you're spicy. Can I wait for like, cool, to meet you guys in person and come? to your event so we were talking about um i just want to point out something that i was just looking at through the note um when you talk about like uh the aspect of trust that for women it is it's such a big important word for women to really feel connected uh with men and when jonathan was speaking i kind of felt that you know a man or a woman right that is dancing into feminine and masculine, when they really learn to trust themselves internally in all dimensions, to express the emotions and trust that they have the conscious to the consciousness to know the limit of that emotion expression with that not create any harm to themselves or others, it kind of like becomes very powerful for women and for any men in a relationship to surrender and to trust, to also fall into the trust, the sacred container of trust. So when we you were talking about um, the whole aspect of clarity and the whole aspect of, of the relationship, that authentic communication and trust is part of, of the foundation of the relationship. I, I love that from trust, it, you know, it's coming into a different branch of, authentic communication and clarity which helped to you know the way i see it like it helped the whole dynamic of the relationship to be stronger oh um, yeah you know the way that i'm writing it down is just the way it's tightening up with the conversation oh so we were talking about for those of you guys who are single and really connect with somebody or go to group an event that they have conscious people that they do in the work that they do in the inner work the shadow work and start relating with them and be truly authentic authentic in your communication share who you really are and pretty much uh focus on the values like what are the values of the relationship that 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 you want and you, you want to create that relationship from like what are the values for both of you and also to listen to that response and the other one was the purpose of relationship a lot of people i do know that a lot of people get into relationships and they're like oh let's just see where it goes where it take us like let's just go with it let's go with the flow that's like pretty much a very common thing for like new agers like right yeah oh, let's go with the flow and see where this relationship goes and and what I love that you pointed out that it's truly important to see what is the purpose? Like, why are we in a relationship? Like, what is the purpose? Are we a hookup? Are we lovers? Are we uh, are we getting too serious? Uh, we want to get together? Like, what is it that, that we really want? Like, what is the purpose and the values? And have clear, clear, clear clarity <laughs> of it. Um, what really is happening like what really is going on who you truly are and and 
and really show up like your authentic self. So that is for people who are, you know, single. And so now that we're talking about people who are already in a relationship where you have become, and you, t you said something a little bit about it, that, you know, you already are in a relationship, but you become conscious and evolve. And your other partner's not there, and you're still here, and you're conscious of your levels of evolution, put it this way. We know that the answer, you know, we know that the, the, the journey is going to be tough mm -hmm. because one person's going to feel frustrated even though that they're working on the evolution and they're working in the communication and still, it's still, the, it's still not there. Like, what do you, what else can be done in those type of relationships? It again to bring out the shadows, right? We got to bring them to the light, and the moment we shine light on on all of that's you know festering there, um, it is about voicing it. So clarity you men mentioned er earlier, but it's really the transparency, and it's starting to make those steps into a new way of communicating. And it's not about blaming the other. It's not about telling the other you're doing everything wrong. Um, it's not even about what, what you're missing. It's, it's really speaking from yourself in terms of, um, I would really like to have this conversation. And, and sometimes it's even helpful to put the emotions aside and have a business meeting. Like in every business meeting, you would go and check in every once in a while, right? Sometimes weekly. And to just say, okay, this is going great for me. And again, it's good to point out the good stuff first. And here is my wish to go into this area or where I want more of or less of. Um, and, and then you start negotiating. You know, the thing is what gets really caught is the emotions, right? We take things personal and, and we go into these wild rage, ranges of emotions rather than let's just really come neutral to the table here. Where are we at? What's working great? And what can be better? And, and to really work as a team. And coming from a woman's perspective, if I come to a man, and, and this is really a very important key to get a lot from your man <laughs> is when you start your sentence with I need your help not like boom 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 you got to do this blah, blah, blah. I need your help because it calls out the masculine in him mm -hmm. men want to help they they want to be and deliver and, and give us um, whatever we desire but then they also need tools you can't just say well, well, well it sucks um, rather than you know I really need your help I have this I have this desire or this need and I'm trying to figure out even to talk to you about it and and you know I'm kind of even afraid to bring it to the table um, mm -hmm. and and yet um, it becomes how can I he, help? here's really my desired outcome and and then making suggestions so if anywhere even if it's carrying your suitcase if you go out to a man and and start with I could really use your help. You, you will make that shift in him. This is just how the masculine works. That's true. Right? They're like, okay, okay, I can be the hero, right? Like in that moment, I'm already putting him in a hero position. And 
this is the art of, of communication, how we bring things across. And if there's some things in the bedroom that we don't like, don't do it in the bedroom. Do it outside of the bedroom. And, and, and be playful about it and, and call it an adventure, a discovery, a self-discovery, a like, let's go on this journey. What she calls business meetings, and you're, this is great for your audience too, what she calls business meetings aren't done around a business table. We, we typically go into a sacred space, we light candles, we throw everything that does not serve us into, a, you know, into, the, into the candles, into the fire, and we drop into a space where we are assured that we are only listening to our partner, that we're dropping all judgment, we're dropping all triggers, we're dropping anything that is not less than because we understand that this is what our, my partner needs to, or wants to make the relationship even better. So there's something about creating that sacred space that opens men up, if they're willing to go into the sacred space to begin with, mind you. Now, to answer your question for tools, a, a great thing to do is, is invite men to maybe some of the conscious events you go to. You might light the fire, you never know what something, they may say no a lot of times, but they may go to one event, and they're like, wow, I wanna know more about that. You know, you can give them a book, um, a wonderful book that we give our clients is called No More Mr. Nice Guy. And I know women have given that to their men and saying, honey, you might want to read this. It's really cool. And so it's the way it's presented. Or, God, would you like to go and, and, and get Debbie Ford's book on shadow work? It's really a fascinating psychological subject. And when you say it that way, you're not saying something's wrong with you. You're saying, this is an interest of mine. Do you want to join me in it? And... At least and to be okay if he doesn't. And to be okay if he doesn't. Right, exactly. But you know, a lot of these guys, a lot of men really don't even know about a lot of this stuff. They, they know you go to your circle and you dance around the fire and you beat some <laughs> drums and, okay, baby, have fun. But the invite to, funny, <laughs> the invite to, hey, I'm going to go listen to a, a, a Wayne Dyer chapter. Do you want to come with me? You know, can, can we do something together? Is there this, this psychological stuff interests you at all? Because I'm really into it. And that way you're inviting them to join you on your journey. And if they have a true interest and love for you, what man doesn't want to support you in that? But when you come across as, I need you to be more masculine, read this book, I'm going to be like, uh -uh. you know, so it's really how it's the feminine invite. And that's the, that's the key about being feminine is you seduced me in even to your circle. You seduce me in. You draw me in. You don't command me in like a, like a, like a boss because I'll run. Mm -hmm. I would say um, the word is like seduction, right? Like using the sensuality and the seduction into, you know, the invitation. Because I, I do know that men do love to help. Like I used to be one of, you know, um, I also believe that this whole phrase has really hurt women and men and also has hurt um where we are like even in the feminine movement and all that stuff we really have brought up a lot of confusion and like and i really have felt the pain of this um uh phrase which is like independent strong independent woman um i i totally have seen like how that phrase itself oh i'm a strong independent woman has shattered and created so much pain in our in our women and in men because uh 
then the men feel like they don't, you know, they're not needed. Like, yeah. you know, their hope is not wanted and they're not needed. And the women become the double pressure within themselves that, oh, you know, I cannot depend on a man. I'm very independent. I'm strong. I have to be strong. I have to be dead. And, and I, I, I personally, you know, experiment with that phrase for a while and you know i paid my consequences because it, it, it was very devastating um all the pressure and uh, the energy around it and when i allow and i allow myself to surrender and i said i really don't care what women or the women would think or society would think of me when i ask for help like if they think i'm weak so be it if they think that you know like so be it, whatever they think, so be it. But I surrender to just saying, yeah, you know, men will come to me like, do you need help? Do you want help? And I, I'm like, yes, yes. And then I will come up to men and they're like, mate, you know, can you help me with this and all that stuff? And they have like three men showing up and like, they want to help. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, great. <laughs> but I have allowed myself as a woman uh, to receive the help from men and to ask for it. So. A lot of my, you know, a few years ago, I had one of my friends, uh, she came to my house and, and I used to have, you know, I, I had my ex-husband there and I would tell my husband, you know, can you help me with this? Can, you know, I need this. I, I Can you help me with that stuff and all that stuff? And she was like, oh my God, I can't believe that whatever you asking, they're giving it to you. <laughs> and I'm like, how do you do it? And I'm like, it took me years to just drop to that and literally drop the whole uh, I, I call it the the whole, it's a very disempowered phrase for me to be, say, I am a strong, independent woman. I I don't, I don't recommend it to even bring it into awareness, uh, not into awareness, into embodiment in ourselves. So I love yeah. that you point out that, uh, you know, our sensuality and our seduction invite and an invite to men to help us. There is a difference between knowing that you're a strong and independent woman, meaning you can do it all yourself, and to not act it out like that. Meaning, like you just said, men, you, we really build up men by asking them for help. And if I open the door for you, I'm not doing it because I don't think you can't open a door. Of course you can open a door. I'm doing it because it's my masculine inside. It's my, it's my protector. It's my provider. And when you let me do that for you, it fills that, that archetype up in me, that, that king, as we call it, that, that I am providing this carriage for my woman. Please enter. It, it sounds silly, right? But it, it, it really means a lot. And so when I open a door for a woman downtown and she's like, I, I can open my own door. I'm like, good. You're, I, I, I have no doubt she's probably single. <laughs> you can be strong, independent, and single for a long time. It took me, for the, it took me the longest time to yeah, have, a my, have my luggage carried by a man. Because, <laughs> you know, constantly just proving to myself and the world how strong I am. And, um, and then seeing really kind of that almost smile and, and that two, three inch growth in a man, <laughs> if I would ask him, would you mind carrying my suitcase? In fact, if you hold this, you don't even have to ask anymore. It is, it's really like the biggest shift is from dropping into 
dropping from being the king, the strong and independent king, into the queen. You know, where you have your gracious strength and it, it just comes from a different place. And that goes all the way from that car door I was talking about to the bed. Because I believe that it is, and I know Heike teaches this as well, it is the invite of the feminine into the bedroom. Now, does that mean a man can't throw you up against the wall sometimes and take you? Of course not. But a man needs to know how to read that energy right when that's acceptable. But for the most part, I wait for the feminine invitation or at least go with, I try to match her speed in sexuality. And so that desire to give her what she wants, verbal and nonverbal, is always present. And when it turns into take me, throw me up against the wall and fuck me, I'm just like, same thing with the car door. I'm like, woo, let's go. <laughs> yeah, okay. But it's those invites that constantly draw me in, as opposed to if we're in the middle of making love and she says, God, I wish you would like learn be how to masculine. be more masculine. Wow. I mean, it, that is such a turnoff in the moment. Mm. Should, that's the biggest tool for your readers is never, ever, ever, ever criticize in the bedroom, ever. If you want something else, talk about it outside the bedroom. Or just guide against seductively. For, for me, for example, it's, it's easy and it might be another tool for, for the listeners. He knows, like my sign to call out his wild animal is I do the first roar. Yeah. <laughs> I step into my wild animal. So then he knows, oh, okay. It's time. We, we can go there now. Yeah. One roar <clears throat> of a woman <laughs> will change everything. <laughs> <laughs> you got to call that beast out. Well, that's that's, that's kind of how it is in the wild, too. You know, you kind of see the women and the tigers, and you see the memes, like the ones that are like, <sighs> That they bring it a little bit, and then the man kind of waits a little bit for that. I mean, he's like, you know, he kind of waits for that to put for it to build up. Yep. <laughs> Rawr. Rawr. Hi, hi, I, I, I'm taking so much note out of you guys. Like, you, uh, I cannot believe um, how amazing you are. I know I can't believe it, but oh, it's just a saying. Yeah. <laughs> You bring it out. Yeah, you do. You do. You invited us. With that great smile, too. I love your smile. My seductive smile. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we wrap it up, um, there's so much content that I usually, you know, I watch. My, it's funny because I do watch my interviews like maybe two or three times. <laughs> And my partner sometimes tells me, you're crazy, you cannot. Yeah, but after I listen to it three times, I'm done. <laughs> but uh, I take so much note, and I, I'm going to re-watch this and take more note. But I wanna, what I want to leave uh, with our, to our viewers is that um, the few things and highlights I, I want to share with all of you is how many? There's so many. <laughs> Gosh, they're like five pages. Where do I start? Okay, so we went back into, I'm going to repeat it again. Uh, for the people who are single, uh, start looking and fishing in conscious communities, the person that you will love to meet. And be authentic in your communication. Show up in your full presence, who, how you are and who you are. And it's important that you mention that because 
I have so many people that they come to my practice and and when I ask them, so tell me, uh, okay, they want to date somebody, blah, blah, blah. They want to attract women. And I'm like, who are you? Can you explain me more about you? Like, who are you? I want to know you. And they go silent for like five <laughs> minutes and they just don't know what who they really are. Right. So it is truly important that for you single, really go one weekend and go dive deeper into yourself and really learn about yourself like who are you what is your purpose in life what are your values what is the fact how do you see yourself in a relationship who is and, the ideal go ahead and if i want if i may like interject um it's also uh, now i just lost now i just lost my now i just lost my point oh whatever whatever you are desiring from your next partner you to first be that mm. and I know this is a phrase but it is really like rather than coming from an emptiness and neediness it's like if you want more love you got to find it here if you want more happiness you got to find it here and to, to really be what you want in a partner it's another essential one when your great question of who are you it's also what are you looking for how can you you start being that mm. to attract yeah. that's beautiful be what you want your partner you know what what you want in your partner so i love that yeah. um and we emphasize a lot in this conversation um about values like really what are your values like what is your purpose in a relationship what is important to you so and have clarity like um jonathan was saying clarity is to turn on <laughs> and i think yeah. it's for men and women <laughs> so have absolutely conscious clarity of, of you know of who you are and where you're heading and who you need to be in some essence, right? Um, some of the other highlights that we um, that's not me. Some of the other highlights that we got uh, was about the communication uh, rules, um, not rules, but like kind of step that we got. So I got learn how to communicate. The other one was uh, to learn when is not a good time to communicate. Uh, also to understand your triggers, to recognize your triggers and where they're coming from uh, in our communication process when we're in a partnership, in a relationship, or even in our daily life. So I kind of love those aspects on those steps in communication just to bring us more awareness um, to it. The one that I really love about you too is that you said that you have a daily ritual and I call it a daily ritual because actually that's why I feel it is, is that you ask your partner, do you want me today? That was like, that bro, you know, that was like, ah, awesome. <laughs> and do you love me today? You know, I have that ritual with my partner myself too where I'm like, you know, I, I wake up in the morning, I share every day, I love you, I love you because of this, 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 and this, oh. and all this beautiful stuff, which is a beautiful ritual. And I'm going to add this one, do you want me today? So that is a delicious, yummy one. Um, the most important, not most important, yeah, most important, <laughs> I contradict myself, <laughs> is <laughs> a very important one is to learn to ask for what you want and don't swallow it. Don't, don't swallow the unasked question because it becomes toxic for you and your relationship and the person that you're with. Mm -hmm. um, 
I like so many goodies, but uh, what else? Uh, we also talk about women, women, and we just drop into our sensuality and a full essence of, of feminine, and we drop, really drop into it and invite and ask men for help and invite them. Like, we got them right there. Like, they just get in there. In all levels, it could be from, you know, even opening the door at Starbucks all the way to the bed, right? Mm -hmm. That was a good one. And never criticize and best. That was an awesome one, too. Um, for those who are in relationship and you are conscious and becoming more conscious and more awake and more aware, there are a few tips that Jonathan shared with us that was um, make your partner come into your event and in share with them books that you're reading if they interest you so you are not pushing you actually inviting and you like attracting <laughs> their curiosity um so pretty much that that's that you know the other section and 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 the final one is the one i i literally kind of resonate because i have a practice same thing i call it the love audit is where every three months my partner and I would come together on the table and we are like, okay, so where we are right now, where we heading, what is working, what is not working, what is like really painful, what has come up, like what is not starving us anymore, what need to be let go, and if our relationship is still good and good standard to go to the next cycle. <laughs> so, so I address that in a relationship. So, um, hi, hi. I can't pronounce your name, but <laughs> Heike. Heike. Heike was saying was sharing with that also to treat it as a business. You you know to know where you are and where you head in and and also create a sacred space for that negotiation to that conversation about the relationship. So those pretty much like I can say I had a lot, and all of you are gonna be able to review these um tv show whatever <laughs> these episodes <laughs> and take a lot more note they share so much amazing amazing wisdom if there's anything else that you would like to share um before we go and also share what kind of event you have what website how people can reach out to you before we wrap it up sure i think the number one um the one thing we really didn't talk about too much that is our main work, and I know yours as well, is sexual healing. Now, by sexual healing, we mean somatic healing of the, of the energy stuck in the body that mm -hmm. people are often not able to deal with themselves or certainly with their partner because it is too much that comes out. And so many people would benefit by the work because what it does is it gets rid of all of those triggers. It gets rid of those stuck things that whether you were but something that happened when you were a child whether it was trauma the your the anger the inability for women to climax an orgasm I mean to have those level level 15 orgasms that most women have never experienced in their life they don't even know is possible because so much so much damage has been stored inside their yoni so sexual healing is such a powerful powerful process and yeah, where you can find us is at www.sextraordinaryliving.com. Um, we have always a freebie there, what your orgasm says about you. That's you can pick it up yeah. there. Um, we do offer free strategy sessions. And as you've seen, um, besides our sexual healing pleasure on 
purpose practice, um, we do offer coaching too. So if if your listeners want to dive deeper, whether single or in a relationship, um, that would be me because I'm the one that loves relationships and dynamics and to really see how to open the conversations. And, and we're working on, it'll be done within two months, we're working on our first online relationship mastery course, which is going to be 12 modules covering everything from energy to communication to sexuality to sacred sexuality, so we're really excited about that as well. I'm so excited about that too. Uh, if you need somebody to partner up with, I can help out to spread the wall too. Absolutely. Awesome. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, and um, to all of viewers, <clears throat> thank you for mentioning about the sexual healing and the aspect of working with the somatic, uh, the somatic way of the body in releasing the, the trap emotions because it's truly important um, I read uh, from Wilhelm Reich, which it was the one that in the scientific community proved that, you know, the body's connected to the motions and all that stuff. When in the Eastern, Eastern world, we already knew that we all integrative, holistic and all that stuff. In the scientific world, like back in 1930s, they, you know, they proved this concept of the whole body mind being connected. And one of the things that uh, Reich mentioned in, in his research, scientific research, was that trauma cannot be just uh, released through, uh, you know, words of like just by speaking. Yeah. You cannot release trauma by speaking. Correct. The proper way of releasing trauma, and I'm saying the proper way because, as you know, uh, Jonathan uh, said, the motion of trap in a very uh, deep you know, very deep into the muscle, into the memory of the muscle, into the memory of the DNA and all that stuff. So it's truly important to experience somatic work, um, emotional release work, so you can open up more. And I, by experience, we know that somatic work will help you to open up more and express more freely what really is happening, what really yep. is going on. So. Thank you for mentioning that. So you guys are located in California, right? In what area? We are in San Diego. All, all the right. way across the country from you. <laughs> <laughs> so well, in we have also, I um, it's such a brand new baby of mine. Um, I do have, last month, I've started the Pussy Power Network. <laughs> it's true. Which Woo! is where all of us women are gathering um, to celebrate, to brag, to to claim ourselves, to talk about anything regarding our sensuality and sexuality in a private network. I'm not allowed in. Uh, no, there's no cocks allowed there. Only the pussies. So where can we get that? Like, how can we get there? Actually, on our sextraordinaryliving.com website, and it's called the Pussy Power Network. Okay. Um, it's it's starting to grow momentum like nothing else because you know we women need to have that safe sacred container where we can just really um, rise and yeah. uh, I need to make a cock network yeah Jonathan. so so, so, so network <laughs> so what is the name again like the pussy what the pussy power network and yeah. It's right now organized all through a Facebook, secret Facebook um, group, and I have um, monthly calls that are recorded. 
um, and obviously we're all popping in and um, um, for advice, for sharing, for um, it's it's a very very powerful group for women really uh, coming fully into their bodies and, and really gathering because that's what we're doing. I have a retreat coming up in in March, the Pussy Power Retreat, um, mm -hmm. and it's really about activating our pussies and and really stepping into. I'm not allowed for that no, either. He's not allowed. <laughs> Disqualified. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, don't you guys need a chef? I mean, uh, something at that event. Can I, can I park the cars? Can I? <laughs> I love that, and, and I love, uh, yeah, no cocked allowed in a pushy community. Uh, at the end of this retreat, we will have an honoring um, of us through the masculine where conscious men are invited, so he's at the end, um, he'll come in. Yeah, the network, you can find it and join it through our, the access is on our website. And just to... Um, educate our community when we're talking about the pussy is not just a, a word that is coming out of nowhere actually the word pussy is coming from um the adoration of the goddess best back in egypt and it was the cat goddess if you google it and you do some of the research about best b-a-s-t goddess in egypt you will find more that she would adore and she have a lot of cats in her temples and all that and because of that they will um she was named also uh, pot so pot so that's why in english the word they took that word and they created the insect you know in sexuality pussy so it's actually an adoration of the sexuality because best goddess was a sexual goddess so she was all about yes thank you for saying this and um for the longest time even for myself regarding sacred sexuality um yoni was my word mm -hmm. right and and i realized that us, us Western women, we need to reclaim the Western terms. And mm -hmm. whatever is there that feels uh, and, and disrespectful and shamed or whatever, this is really our work here to clean up. Because we have not been grown up with, with our parents and society that um, our genitalia were called um, yonis or sacred temple. So we've got to look and do our, our work, our cleanup work, um, what society, society has done over thousands of years, from cunt to pussy to vagina to whatever it is, whatever is uncomfortable is for us to reclaim. And so, and so always look at why. I was on Facebook a, a few days ago with a, it was a, another pussy group basically, a pussy <laughs> And a, a woman had commented on there, I think the word is disgusting. And, and I asked her, where does that come from? Because you weren't born that way. This is about reclaiming, but you need to look back in your past and say, who told me that word is disgusting? And she it ended up saying that she got it from her church. Mm -hmm. That's the program. And that's the program that sexual healing eliminates. We go after what are the roots of what you believe to be true on a body level. And it's also generational. And generational, and absolutely. You know? So we're, we're here to do the work as women, and um, we have some cleanup to do. Yeah, like um, you've been, you know, we've both been following our post itself, and I totally feel that these upcoming years is it's going to be the time for sexual healing at a deeper level. Like all of us, sexual educators and healers and priestesses and everybody in the community, conscious communities and and 
you know, even the shaman, like in, you know, in all the native country to come in up and, and to start cleaning up the emotional aspect of, you know, the sexual healing, because many people ask me, oh, sexual healing is just about sex. And I, I usually explain that to start with sexual healing, you have to work with emotional aspect of, of what's causing that sexual trauma. So it comes with emotional healing. So it's emotional mastery. You also have the mindset and you have all these energetic aspects of the inner child. So it's like a whole bunch of stuff before we even get into the aspect of sexuality. But it's aspect, you know, it's a whole shaman thing together. So that's the whole you know sexual healing a lot of people think that sexual healing is just having go putting you know uh going into vaginas and they're working in there that, that is that maybe is a component and it's like the last part that i would like to even you know introduce into somebody's life but i would like to like you said jonathan i would like to go to the core of the core what really is creating that trauma that emotion um you know mess in the person itself that is is just well, the, 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 the way the way to describe it for people who really don't know what this means in understandable psychological terms is that we are, and this includes you too, we are as somatic body workers firing a negative memory in the body tissue. So, but if I press here, and there happens to be something there that she's stored that her dad yelled at her when she was three, we allow that to come up. Right? And then we process it through yelling and screaming or whatever, hitting, banging the table, whatever it looks like, or crying in many cases. And then the pleasure, which comes at the end of the session, fills up this hole, this hole that we extract the root out of. Whereas a typical somatic body work, if I just let her go out into society now, she's got all of these energetic gaps that can be filled up by negative energy out there. Yeah. What we do is then we put the body in a level 15 state of orgasm that is just like one of those white light, oh my God, and it goes on for like 30 minutes. And that energy, regardless of the internal work that's being done, the energy of that, that's where the Kriyas come and the body shakings. And that energy is filling up those, those black holes with positive. And in NLP terms and psychological terms, it's collapsing the negative anger. The negative memory can't be there anymore because it's been it's been pleasure has been put on top of it. That's the theory behind the work and why it's so effective. We a couple of months ago we were in New York um, at the Sex and Medicine Summit, speaking on stage, and the the topic was using pleasure to heal trauma. Absolutely. And how the idea of sitting around and talking about trauma to your therapist for twenty years is is important but ineffective when done by itself. And you mm -hmm. spoke about a book, another wonderful book on this subject for your fans. It's called Waking the Tiger by Barry, Barry Levin. Incredible book. Um, the Bible on somatic healing. He doesn't get into the sexuality healing of it, but he really describes why this energy gets stuck in your body when your body gets into a freeze state, you know, the fight or flight or freeze state. And that's really a book I recommend because the book does come with tools that people can do on their own. There's some things people can do on their own. There's other things that they need professionals for. Yeah. 20, 30 years ago, all the talk therapy was really strange to people, going to a stranger and talking about your problems. And so now sexual healing is the next level of, okay, we've, we've talked it all and we're still going in circles. So now let's look at the cellular memory 
Um, let's clear there and let's add the energy of sexuality, not sex, the energy of sexuality for as the highest healing frequency. Um, mm -hmm. And it's going to take maybe another 10 years before everyone says, oh, yeah, I have my sexual healer. Like today I have my shrink and the next the time I'm <laughs> So it's um, it's happening because for women, so much of the sexual damage is done in your yoni. Yeah, I mean, rapes and traumas or whatever. Dad touched you the wrong way, or you you had sex when you didn't want to. That's where the memory is stored. You know, and for men, it's not unless they've been raped. It's a little bit different. For men, we're really after they they store a lot of stuff in their shoulders and in their back and in their especially in their heart. We find that like almost all men have these plates that they just. They've just put layers and layers and layers on top of their hearts and, and getting that off before we ever get into pleasure. I love talking with you about okay. this. Like, we can <laughs> talk know. for hours. I, don't know. I know. We can talk for hours and another. Get a whole other scoop here. <laughs> <laughs> I want another hour. And I really, really appreciate you guys. So you can find Jonathan and Heike on sextraordinaryliving.com. And for all my amazing pussy goddesses, <laughs> we they have an amazing community for uh, all of us to reclaim our pussy power. <laughs> so, <laughs> so go to the website and reclaim your pussy. Uh, check them out, and they do so many events and <laughs> and um, events. And what is the name again of the group um, of the working meetup? In San Diego, the meetup is called Sex and Love Unplugged. Awesome. So if you are in San Diego area, go to the meetup group and join them. Uh, thank you so much for watching today, Lucia Gabriela TV. And thank you. Thank you so much, uh, Heike and Jonathan, for being here today. You can say bye. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. A blessing. Bye. Bye, everyone. Have a great day and make your life the best, okay? So just go enjoy life and just have fun. Love you. Bye. <laughs>